the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. To be inspired, informed, motivated, and recharged on radio's favorite power hour, Star Style Be the Star You Are, with your hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Every day is a stellar day on Star Style Be the Star You Are. Let's get this party started. Cynthia will be back to kick it all off after this break. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Did you know that teens with low self-esteem who feel they don't fit in are more vulnerable to peer pressure, more likely to have depressive reactions, eating disorders, higher rates of alcohol and drug abuse, criminal involvement, suicide attempts, and be involved with risky behaviors? You can help make a difference by sponsoring this radio program, Be The Star You Are. Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, positive media, and donates positive books to increase literacy. Call 877-944-STAR, S-T-A-R. For more information or visit our website at bethestarur.org. Also, you can make a PayPal donation at www.bethestarur.org. Thank you for helping our youth succeed. Are you wondering how to jumpstart your life while bringing more excitement and joy into every moment? Join the Goddess Gals, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, each week on radio's favorite power hour, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. You'll hear from the experts and authors that inspire and motivate you to be your greatest, unique self. Plus, in Tea for Two, a mother-daughter brew, Cynthia and Heather tackle the topics and tips that make a difference. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on World Talk Radio, Studio. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at bethestarur.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to radio's finest hour of power, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And we are always your personal growth success coaches here on the airwaves with you every single week. So get ready to pump your energy and have a great day while we discuss different books and positive media. We are a show about following your heart. And we have what we call champagne for the spirit. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by William Gladstone's book, The Twelve, which is the sponsor of the sixth annual essay contest coming up with Be the Star You Are. For more information about his book, visit 12thebook.com. And for information about guidelines for the essay contest, go to Be the star you are.org and click on Write. This is by Michael Josephson. People of character do the right thing, not because they think it'll change the world, but because they refuse to be changed by the world. Well, Heather and I are going to be talking about the history of Halloween, haunted houses, and ghoulish gourds in our first segment. Following that, Jane Lowry Christian will be back with Book 7 in the Quackless Duck series as Quackless goes to the White House. And in our third segment, you're going to meet both Dr. Don Martin, who wrote The Gift of Education, and Dr. Joel Goodman, who wrote The Gift of Humor for the book Be the Star You Are for Teens. 
both are authors and speakers in their own right, and you will really enjoy hearing from them. And a couple of announcements, Heather, as I always have to do before we start. In just a few weeks, we are going to be launching the sixth annual essay contest for Be the Star You Are. The topic this year is working with role models. Go to be the star you are dot org to check on the guidelines. Just click on write, and you'll see the the uh, sixth annual essay contest. It is generously sponsored by William Gladstone and his book, The Twelve. Prizes will include a hundred dollars, a radio interview, of course, uh, a copy of the book, The Twelve as well as the book, Be the Star You Are. And I want you to go and check out the book, The Twelve, at www.twelvethebook.com. And, of course, another quick announcement, our book that benefits this charity, Be the Star You Are for Teens, has several in-person appearances coming up, so make sure to visit the official website for uh, the book, Be the Star You Are for Teens, and that website is bethestarur.com. There you'll find out where and when the contributors and I will be autographing books. We have two really fun events coming up. One is at GBOP, uh, which is a clothing store in Blackhawk Plaza in Danville, Saturday, November 21st at 1 p.m. You're going to get 15% off discount on any of their cool merchandise in the store when you buy a copy of the book. And then there will be readings at the Town Center Bookstore in Pleasanton at 7 p.m. on Wednesday the 2nd. And at both places you're going to meet the contributors. You can learn more about the writing uh, process. And uh, you can just meet uh, the, these celebrities. So go to be the star you are dot com. And then one brand new thing that just came in just just this second, and Heather, you're gonna love this. Ooh. Starting in two thousand ten, Be the Star You Are is going to be working with the Disney Corporation on a volunteer project where Hi. when people volunteer for Be the Star You Are, they will get a free day pass to Disneyland or Disney World. Wow. How is that? Is that awesome? So I will be posting this, be watching for the next newsletter that will be coming out. I'll have more information. It is going to require that you um, register at the Disney site. There's no charge or anything. And that, of course, you have to fulfill your volunteer obligation for uh, Be the Star You Are, and you will get a pass to Disneyland. Is that I think, and it's going to be great for families. We're going to be encouraging families to participate, so everyone can enjoy, um, you know, the positive, the positive media that Disney is, and of course, the positive media that Be the Star You Are provides. And in that light, so if anybody's listening now, one of the things we are looking for as a volunteer right now is someone to coordinate, help with guest coordination for this show. Um, it's it is it's a lot of fun to do. We've got great guests, and I need some help. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're interested, get in touch because you would qualify for one of these free paths. So we are talking about Halloween or All Hallows Eve uh, today, which is an annual holiday day that's celebrated on October 31st. It has its roots in the Celtic Festival of Samhain and, of course, the Christian Holy Day of All Saints and All Souls Day. But it's really a secular sec- celebration. Obviously, people love to dress in black and orange. They associate the symbols of the jack-o'-lantern. They carve pumpkins. They go trick-or-treating. They wear costumes. They do ghost tours, uh, haunted, haunted things. They watch horror flicks. And there's one person on the line here that I know it is her favorite holiday of the year. So, Heather, tell us why you love Halloween so much. Let's talk about this festival of the dead. My goodness. Well, in my research, it was so fun researching this because ever since I was a kid, I've just loved Halloween. I love being scared. I love all the fun, carving pumpkins. It's just such a festival kind kind of time. Such a family togethering. What a fun way, you know, with your family, decorating the house, make your house a haunted house, go to haunted houses, carving pumpkins. Um, I just have so many amazing memories. As a kid, we used to always go up to this one cabin, a family friend of ours, and the parents would, you know, each, um, because we were in a town that was kind of far off where there weren't a lot of other houses or other kids other than all the kids that had come up there. 
um, together. So the parents would each go in a bedroom and we'd trick or treat to the bedrooms and they'd all dress up and we'd have a contest of who had the best costumes and it was just a fun time for a kid. It's like the best memory, isn't it? it oh my gosh, so much fun. And, um, I mean, we would, you know, make uh, make all these kind of fun things and, and candy and, and carving pumpkins. So that was something I really always loved. So when I researched it, I was like, how do, you know, how do these things come to be? Why do we do these things? And, you know, as we've discovered over the years with almost all holidays is that America has a way of really kind of monopolizing everything, making everything a money or, or kind of taking Turn it into commerce, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, kind of taking traditional, you know, traditions and really making them commercialized and creating, you know, all these uh, characters and all these things. I mean, when I'm looking into it, Americans spend nearly $5 billion, $5 billion a year on Halloween costumes. $5 billion? $5 billion. See, I have uh, never bought a Halloween costume in my entire life. Every costume that any of you guys ever had or I've had, I make from scratch. Yeah, and that's something, you know, and especially in today's economy with people, you know, even on the cheap, sometimes costumes cost anywhere, you know, from, I mean, they can really get up there, but what's considered an inexpensive costume is $45, $50, and especially in this economy, that's still, that's a lot of money. Well, you know, so, it's interesting that you say that because this past year I've been, um, one of the lectures I've been giving on cruise ships is uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean, and I do all uh-huh. different, you know, Pirates Life for Me, and I do Life on Board Ship, and, and then uh, the ships. And when I decided to do my lectures in a pirate costume, and I had no idea what I was going to do because I'd never made myself up as a pirate. So I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll buy a costume. I was shocked at the price of costumes. Yeah. I mean, a pirate costume... Not even a Johnny Depp costume was like a few hundred dollars. So I ended up just making my own, and it was—it's an absolute. You know, it's really fabulous. Everybody comes up to me and says, "Where'd you buy your costume?" Well, I just put things together. Old, you know, old things and sashes, and and sometimes those are the best costumes because they really look real. Exactly, and that's such a big thing now that everyone else is hopping on that bandwagon. That a lot of times things you can find things back in your house, you know, and recreate them. Or that creates another fun thing to do with the kids, making a costume. Um, lots of different, ma- you know, family magazines now show you the how-to. If you go on the Internet, they'll show you how to take things you already have and make them into really awesome costumes. And, uh, you know, one thing that was really fun when I was looking into this, I had no idea how much um, Ireland had an influence on this. Oh, absolutely, because Ireland is a land of myths and legends and lots of superstitions. And what I thought was so uh, interesting, it's just crazy how things kind of get changed once they get to America, but how it started off with the whole carving pumpkins was during the big potato famine in Ireland, they used to uh, carve potatoes and turnips, and that's what they would put little candles in. But then once they got to America, and carve in Ireland too. I think Ireland and Scotland. One of their things is to carve apples like in one long strip, and then you throw the strip over your shoulder. That you know that was so funny when I was looking into superstitions that are associated with that. Yeah, uh, so many super superstitions that uh, kind of have fallen off the van. You know, not really big anymore. A lot of them had to do with marriage. Stuff. So many things uh, women used to, you know, and during something, it was something about the Halloween time, the autumn, that this is when they were to find their husbands. I mean, there was these traditions and these superstitions about, you know, you have uh, so many chestnuts, and for each chestnut, you know, you name, you say, this is, you know, Bobby and John, and throw them into the fire, and you know, the first chestnut to explode you know, the one that you had named, whoever, that's the man you're going to marry. Or women, they would throw apple peels over their uh, shoulder in hopes that it would land uh, in the shape of the initials of their future husband. <laughs> um, you know, I know. Like, how, how often is that going to happen? Well, what about yeah. things like Ouija boards and haunted houses and ghoulish gourds? You know how we carve pumpkins into scary faces and... 
um, put that candles was so in them. funny. What I was uh, that? Last night, I actually went to a haunted house down uh, downtown in San Diego, and they carved pumpkins. I did a double a double Halloween whammy. And something that was so funny, and that's another huge moneymaker um, for the economy, for places that do the haunted houses, and why they become even more big in today's society is because of our technology that's advanced. It used before just be kind of a scary haunted house. Well, now they have you know, amazing uh, special effects and lasers and, and great makeup and movies and screens. and um, it's something that So what was it like? Tell us about it. Oh my goodness! Well, I think something must. Be, I was when I was a kid. I loved watching scary movies, and it's all funny now when movies you watched back then, back in. I was a kid in the eighties. The movies that were so scary, and now you look back and they just look hilarious. You know, everything's so funny. Uh, but they, last night, I mean, the people I was with, all you heard was just screams and everyone jumping. And I think coming from being on movie sets, and see, the whole time I'm like, wow, these people are great actors. And, oh, what amazing makeup. And, oh, the lighting effects in here are great. Like, I I was seeing it from such a different perspective. You were seeing um, it from I mean, a I movie scared, perspective. Which was so funny. You know, it was, it's interesting you talk about that because yesterday I was in a place and, um, well, actually I was in a class for my Apple computer and they were describing something that was about scary movies and they t- started talking about Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I was like, oh my gosh, you can talk to me about that because I played a part. I was in Invasion of the Body Snatchers and I was so scared making that movie because it felt so real, the way that Hollywood had designed it, and Leonard Nimoy, you know, was was in that, and Donald Sutherland, and oh my gosh, it was it was frightening. So sometimes <laughs> some of these effects are so real, they feel real. Yeah, and and you know, and that's what I think. One thing, especially with these haunted houses, is uh, you. The thing that in my mind is I never, I think why I was, I have to say, I don't know why I wasn't scared. Everyone I was with was just, you know, peeing in their pants with fright. Um, is that something I always remember? Well, is you're not you're in the acting world, you know that it's pretend. Yeah, well, you know it's pretend, and it's that thing that if you want to be scared, you could, I mean, you can totally allow yourself to get scared. Uh, it's kind of like turning off your tickle, kind of. If you don't want someone to tickle, you can turn it off. And, uh, you know, the thing that was so amazing, you know, what what I got is that you're paying to be here, that they would never let, you know, anything like that happen. And all throughout these places, there's exits everywhere. And they even, you know, before you go on, the the, the ghoulish person gives you the, the little lecture of, you know, don't touch the actors. The actors will not touch you. You know, if they bump into you, you know, that's, it's not on purpose. And, you know, there's exits everywhere that you'll see the lights thing. And, you know, and some people had to get out of that, go through right. that. Because well, it was it's sort of like we were talking about Disney. If you go to Disneyland and you go on the Haunted House ride, that, mm-hmm. I, I don't like being scared. I don't, I hate it completely. But I have to admit that was always one of my favorite um, uh-huh. rides because of the special events, you know, the special things going on. Yeah, oh, God. That way I remember as a kid being, I think it was so scary. And, you know, hold that. And they make it fun at the end, you know, for the kids is that you look in the mirror and, what, you know, which ghost is sneaking out with you. Exactly. And I well, Heather, we're already out of time oh because we're going to have Quackless Duck is coming up. I wonder if Quackless is dressing up for Halloween. So give out the website. Most definitely. You can go to myspace.com forward slash Carmen Clutches, both with a K. You can go to be the star you are dot com, be the star you are dot org, um, and find out everything about all these great books, security, volunteering. Now we are associated with Disney, and you can get a free pass to Disneyland or Disney World uh, for helping out this great show and this great organization. It's going to be fun. Well, and also you can read more about Halloween adventures in the new book, Be the Star You Are, for. I do chronicle some of the fun things, the bonfires and the bobbing for apples and all the great things. Well, you've been listening to Cynthia Bryan. And Heather Whitney. And Jane Lowry. Christian will be with us when we return. Don't go away. We'll be right back. This is Star Style. Be the star you are.
the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a changemaker when you dare to care by supporting Be The Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. Are you wondering how to jumpstart your life while bringing more excitement and joy into every moment? Join the Goddess Gals, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, each week on radio's favorite power hour, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. You'll hear from the experts and authors that inspire and motivate you to be your greatest, unique self. Plus, in Tea for Two, a mother-daughter brew, Cynthia and Heather tackle the topics and tips that make a difference. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on World Talk Radio, Studio. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll free at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Or send an email to info at be the star you are.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, how great it is that you have stayed with us. Thank you for listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and staying with me, Cynthia Bryan. We are so excited because Jane Lowry Christian is back with us. She has graced our airwaves six times in the past, and today she is here after quite a long absence with the seventh book in the Quackless Duck series. Quackless Duck visits the White House and misses his ride home. Hello, hello, Jane. Hello, Cynthia. Oh, I am so happy to have you back. I had uh, I had a couple minutes there to talk to you off air, which was so great. And as I said to you, Quackless has become very addicting to me, and I just I look forward to each book. And now we have Quackless uh, visiting the White House after he has been riding with Santa. But you just said to me that this might be your last Quackless for children. Yes, it may be. It was the color and the pictures, and uh, I am on, I have number eight done, and I'm on number nine, but I just not, I decided what I will do with them right now. So you're thinking that you might do, um, Crackless might grow up a bit and be for older readers? Well, uh, yeah, this last book I think is a little old for older readers, I mean the last story the last story yeah and oh. uh i just may uh do them all in one book uh you know just an ordinary book to read and uh quackless will be called the adventures of quackless duck and uh surviving life well you know that's a wonderful idea because I was just thinking about, I mean, how much I, as an adult, have enjoyed Quackless, and each time you have sent me the new generation of the new, the new Quackless, I, I, I like each one better than the last, and I get excited about Quackless's journey, and I wonder what's going to happen next. So 
So I was wondering with you, in writing this book, has Quackless taken on a life of his own? Well, I would say so. He, uh, he is now a, a Muscovy duck who uh, is at the barnyard uh, looking after his friends and buddies and, of course, his Miss Prissy. Yes, his, his love of his life, who he was so worried in our last book because he had spent, in book seven, which is Quack the Stuck visits the White House and misses his ride home, he, he had been riding with Santa at Christmas and ended up staying a whole year almost with Santa. Yeah, uh, he uh, had to stay because he couldn't get a ride home. But because he uh, Santa only leaves the North Pole once a year. Yes, that's true, and... Uh, uh, Rudolph invited him to get off at the White House. That he, Rudolph the reindeer wanted to see the White House. So and Rudolph was being a little bit naughty, wasn't he, Jane? Because he wanted to go inside when Santa wasn't looking. Yes, that was uh, not a good thing to do for Quackless, but in the end it turned out all right. Well, let's talk about what happened to Quackless when he went into the White House. So he followed Rudolph into the White House rooms, and he's wandering through the the corridors, and then he ventures into a room and doesn't realize that Rudolph isn't behind him. Yeah, that's true. He just kind of goes off on his own. He's a, he's a very curious duck. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he ends up uh, under the desk in the Oval Office that night, and uh, somebody came in and locked the door behind him after they went out, and... Uh, so he was in there for the night, and but he woke up to a bright day, and uh, Bo, the first dog, uh, happened to come by and notice Quackless and ask him all about himself. And uh, so uh, Bo invited him to be his uh, bodyguard. And what an honor that was to be the first dog's bodyguard. Oh, oh yes, and uh, so they uh, decided how they was going to do this. Of course, the First family thought that Bo had found a new toy. Right. <laughs> and uh, they go on, and, and uh, finally uh, they kind of live there uh, in the White House and uh, do their what they, what they would be doing as Bo and his bodyguard. Well, uh, and they take swims or baths, and yeah. they have a lot of fun together. Yes, they do. And uh, Bo uh, asks, Quackless said he would like to tour the, you know, the, the city there. And, of course, Quackless decided that Bo was, was on a uh, very close watch by everyone, you know. And uh, he kind of hesitated to doing that. But one day uh, they was out in the yard watching the tourists who was watching them. And uh, the ups bus or the ups truck came by. And uh, it suddenly occurred to Bo that Quackless could ride home with the Ups man. Mr. Ups, they called him. So that is uh, what took place. And uh, and Bo- that was really taking a risk because nobody really knew where the truck was going. No, that's true. Well, you know, uh, this is a fairy tale, you know. So we yes, can- so, that, so we can have uh, uh, dreams do come true, right? Yeah, because all the while, when um, Quackless goes to sleep, who does he dream about? He dreams about his Miss Prissy because his dream angel had told him that they were going to be reunited. Oh, yeah, but Quackless always was hoping that that would happen, but he was always wondering if she was waiting for him. You know, he'd been gone so long. But uh, it, it turned out uh, that she was, but he fell out of his roost in the box that he was in when the uh, truck stopped and there was his friends in the uh, barnyard waiting for him ready to take him back into their circle and uh, Miss Prissy comes up to him and uh, she says uh, come Quackless and and Quackless was not having a dream at that point right and this is how we end the story we don't know what's going to happen to Quackless and and the love of his life, Miss Prissy, after uh, she takes over. But I see in the picture she's wearing a veil. Oh, yes. yes yeah, so she was waiting for him that whole time. Oh, yes. She knew he'd be back. And then the I, what I, and I loved that Mr. Froggy was back, too, and welcomed him back by jumping on his beak, the little green frog. Yes. Uh, 
he was like, he's always there in a pinch. Exactly, exactly. Well, you know what? One of my questions was, Jane, have you sent this to the White House? Oh, no. I hadn't thought about that. Oh, my gosh. Don't you think it'd be perfect? <laughs> oh, yeah, it'd be great. I think you need to send them a copy. Oh, wow, that, I might I do. I mean, that would be, when, you know, what a great story that they, they have Quackless visiting the White House. You never know. This might become one of the books that's sold in the bookstore there at the, at the Tourist Bureau. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll think about that. I might just do that. I think you should do that. I mean, because that's a great way, you know, that's a great way to promote a quackless duck, and especially now that you're going to consider writing books for, um, you know, for the next generation of, of children or the next age group. Which age group are you thinking about now? Well, um, it would be the kids that like to read by themselves, you know, to themselves. So probably more like, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, that age group? Yes. But I, uh, I'm going to use Quackless uh, clear through to, from number one, number seven, on to eight and nine in that. Uh, I think he has to build up his uh, image, you know, as we go along. So. Exactly. Well, you know what I like about this great idea, Jane, is the fact that younger children, toddlers, et cetera, where parents have read the Quackless deck and they've been able to follow along with the pictures, as they grow older, they're going to be able to get more involved in Quackless, the life of Quackless, and how he survives life and what he looks, you know, how he thinks and feels in more in-depth way. That's, this is a brilliant idea. Now, did you just, again, I know that you just sit down and you come up with these ideas, but was this something that you and your husband came up with or that your grandkids or great-grandkids talked about, or how did this come about? Well, it started with the yard duck, and yes, my husband did help me uh, with titles and and uh, give me ideas. and And uh, the yard duck quit; his sensor quit, so I he was a rubber duck in the first book, as a uh, uh, swimming around in his boy who plays with him's uh, bathtub, and uh, he meets his pals of two little bears, and then he gets washed away, and and. And uh, is found by a little dog named Bailey, and is rescued by her, and she takes him home with her, and that's in book two. And in book three, he she she takes him back to the woods to his little bear pals, and he lives all winter with them. And he meets his dream angel there, and she uh, changes him as uh, she thinks is best for him, but sometimes it wasn't. But uh, and then book uh, four, he, she changes, gives him a new voice, and but he didn't like it because it's a kitty cat voice. Right, <laughs> it didn't quite fit the duck image, did it? <laughs> yeah, and uh, but it goes on, and in in the book number eight, Quackless, uh, he uh, well, let me think here. What does he do? He uh, oh, he him and his Miss Prissy has a nine little ducklings, and uh, he helps take care of, care of them. The name of it is Quackless Duck and His Li- Amazing Life as Mr. Mom. Oh, that's going to be fun. So Quackless ends up having baby Quacklesses. Yes, and, uh, of course, he helps that with them, you know. And, and while, he's a good daddy. Yeah, while she's off doing her charity work, and uh, so... Uh, uh, she has to sit with Miss Pecky Hen because Mr. Rooster went off and got lost, and uh, oh, it just it just it just goes on and on. Yeah, but you and know what? It is life in the barnyard. Yeah, it and is. of course, you grew up on a farm. You witnessed all of this. Many of your of your animals are based on real life animals too. Well, yes, they are, and uh, of course. Uh, like I said, this is a fairy tale. Uh, animals don't talk, but the Quackless Duck books, they, they do do converse with each other in their own way. And uh, so it it is um, a mystery to me how it's coming about. But, uh, but it sounds like you're having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, it is fun to do. Well, and, and I also love on the back of, of your book, we're talking to Jane Lowry Christian. She is the author of the Quackless Duck series, and the book we're talking about today is Quackless Duck Visits the White House. 
and misses his ride home, although Jane just gave us a quick synopsis of what's coming up in book eight that we can look forward to. And Jane actually illustrates all these books, and they are just great illustrations. And, again, they get better and better with every book, and they're so colorful. But I loved what you wrote on the back that how your yard deck, who is quackless, which was just a rubber deck that had a motion center when it died out, that, um, that, you know, he lost his talent when that uh, sensor gave out, but he's now your rubber band holder, so you still have Quackless working for you. Oh, yes, Quackless is very busy. <laughs> Always busy, and the C, and Quackless has known, knows how to recycle. So Quackless is a green duck on top of that, keeping our environment clean. Yes, uh, he, he, that's his, uh, I guess from now on, I don't know how long... Quackless will last doing that, but probably longer than me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, this is just so exciting. Now, before we'll talk about it some more, but let's give out your website in a way that people can get your books. Okay. uh, They can just go to www.janelowry-christian.com. Dot com, and that will get to my website, and there's several places they can see my book and uh, view what's in it. And uh, there's a lot of good uh, representative webs there that is fun to look at. I haven't looked at them all yet, but there's several on the web. Well, I love it that you have gotten your own website, because what you had in the past is we used to go to Ex Libri to see Get Your Books. Yes, there's... Uh, you can still do that. Uh, they're on there, but uh, uh, my name alone gets it into several different ways to get there to look at my books. And so, the website again is Jane Lowry, and then it's a uh, a dash, which is a hyphen, Christian dot com. Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. That is fun. And so that there you can go and you can find out the stories and you can find out more about Jane and you can buy the book. And probably um, will you be putting stuff about the new, new books coming up? Uh, you mean where? You mean On your website. Advertising or what? Yeah, well, just, you know, what people will be able to look forward to. Oh, well, yeah, I might do that. I think that would be great. And we should mention, too, because this is how we met you in the first place. We really loved Bougie and Sissy's Adventure, which was your book about growing up in uh, North Missouri. And that was just a wonderful um, adventure story of a time that is long past that Mm -hmm. we don't know much about anymore. Yeah, that's right. No, very few people do. you know, some of the real older ones, my age and overdue. Yes, uh, but the, the young kids. people don't. And so that, I think, was a, it's a wonderful book that, so that people can um, understand, especially young people can understand what it is. Well, Jane, as always, it's a fantastic to have you on the show. I hope you'll come back again when you get the new ones out. But this book is Quackless Duck Visits the White House and Misses His Ride Home. Go to www.janelowry-christian.com, which is her website. We'll also have all her information at starstyleradio.com. And I really hope you send this to the White House. Well, I sure will. If you, you think do that, okay. Jane. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give you an endorsement. I love this book. Hey, well, thanks thank a lot. you so much for being on the show, and uh, get back in touch. I'm, I want to find out what's going to happen to Quackless as now he's a daddy. Well, I might send you the story through the mail, through the web, okay? That sounds great. Well, that was Jane Lowry Christian. The book Quackless Duck visits the White House and misses his ride home. When we come back from break, you're going to be talking to Dr. Don Martin, who will join us, followed by Dr. Joel Goodman, both discussing their fantastic contributions to the book, Be the Star You Are for Teens, as well as their own books. Don't go away. I'm Cynthia Bryan. This is the Hour of Power on Star Style. Be the Star You Are. We'll be right back.
apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a change maker when you dare to care by supporting Be The Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com. CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. Are you wondering how to jumpstart your life while bringing more excitement and joy into every moment? Join the Goddess Gals, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, each week on radio's favorite power hour, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. You'll hear from the experts and authors that inspire and motivate you to be your greatest, unique self. Plus, in Tea for Two, a mother-daughter brew, Cynthia and Heather tackle the topics and tips that make a difference. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on World Talk Radio, Studio. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at bethestarur.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, every week, Be the Star You Are showcases incredible authors who enhance and inspire your life. And Be the Star You Are is a charity that has just produced a new book, Be the Star You Are for Teens. And I am so grateful to have such an amazing group of contributors, one of whom is Dr. Don Martin, who's been a guest on our program before with his very, very important book, Roadmap for Graduate Study. And it was a book for all of those who are contemplating going to grad school. It is definitely my favorite book on the subject. And I am so fortunate he decided to write the chapter, The Gift of Education, Welcome back, Don, to Be the Star You Are. Hello, Cynthia. It is so great to be back with you, and congratulations on the launch of this book. I am so happy with you and for you and honored to have been able to be a part of it. Well, it is the pleasure is all mine, and I'm the one that's honored because your contribution is called The Gift of Education. Yes. And in it, you talk about the importance of intellectual stimulation, but you give a little bit of your background, yes. which I didn't really know about till you wrote this story about how you were expected to go to certain schools, etc. Yes. Would you just share a little bit of that? Because I found your chapter so encouraging and so inspiring because I think there's many people that go through what you went through. That's exactly right, and that's one of the reasons that I was so grateful to have the chance to contribute that chapter as well as write, write my own book. Uh, just very quickly, my formative years were spent in an environment where education was viewed as suspect. There was kind of a very strong belief system that I was part of, and in that belief system, any outside interference from folks that were interested in discussing issues or opinions or debating or disagreeing or questioning things was just viewed as extremely non-productive and negative. So 
I, I really did not, to be, to be completely frank, I, I didn't even know what liberal arts meant until I was well out of college. I just had no concept that there was really a world out there of folks that were really looking to educate themselves and continue to pursue, if you will, the life of the mind. I, I knew nothing about that. And, however, I think as human beings, we all want to learn, and I was starved for that. And by the time I came to the end of my college career, of course, I was a, an adult by that point. I could make my own decisions, and I will be eternally grateful that I had the prompting to go to graduate school because that was where my life really changed for the better, and graduate education truly changed me as a person as well as my my professional life along Well, and you chronicled this in my absolute favorite book about higher learning, which is Roadmap for Graduate study. And it, it, what I love about your book, Don, is how practical it is, Thank how you. simple it is to use, and how it's just a step-by-step guide on okay. what we can do and how we can do it. And you demystify the whole process, which I think many people don't go on because they're afraid of what's beyond the next corner and they don't understand it. But you made it understandable. Well, thanks. And, and I, I agree with you. There are some major myths that hold people back, especially in this day and age, the number one myth being I can't afford graduate school. That's an understandable concern, but it's a shame that sometimes it holds people back because they don't really realize all that's available to them financially for graduate study. There's another myth that you have to have an absolutely stellar undergraduate record or you won't be considered. Uh, That was certainly not the case with me, and I made it to two graduate programs, uh, a master's and a doctoral program. A third myth is that you have to be admitted to a top prestigious institution or it's not worth your while. There's absolutely no statistical proof that that's the case. And finally, some people think they're too old, which is never the case. Uh, the average age of graduate students is going up almost every year. So you're right. There, what I wanted to do was to demystify the process, make it more understandable, and help people realize that if I can do this, if Don Martin can do it, anybody really can, and that's the truth. And and now you work with a lot of students. I mean, you're actually yes. working at universities and doing that. I want to give your website out right away Thank so you. that uh, people can get your book and find out more about it. And, of course, if uh, you go to be the com, his website is there, too, because we talk about his gift of education. But the website for your book is gradschoolroadmap.com. Right. That's all one word. Yes, thank you. All one word. And I I tell you, everyone who's listening, it is just an absolutely awesome book. Tell us a little bit, Don, what you do in your work field now and how you help students. I would be happy to. There's a couple of things I'm doing about which I'm extremely excited. First, I do one-on-one coaching with students. If there's an individual who is thinking about graduate study and would like to work with me individually, they can get my email address from my website and communicate with me about that. I'm happy to do that. I have several folks I'm coaching with all the time. Secondly, I do speak on college and university campuses. I've been at over 20 so far, and the number continues to grow, about graduate education, and there's an I talk about how to go through the application process, the research process, and then I have a a new presentation that's just come out on financing your graduate education because obviously that is on the minds of many. I work with not-for-profit organizations like Be the Star You Are, uh, gradschools.com, the MBA Tour, the Forte Foundation, Education USA, again, writing articles, providing services. I've done webinars for some of these organizations on graduate study, and uh, I've just gotten my first consulting assignment with a nationally known educational company that works with students that are considering graduate school. I'm going to be providing some consulting services for them. So, Well, congratulations. Uh, I know that you and I have talked about going to campuses and speaking at yes, campuses together. We're going to do that. I want to give out your website one more time okay. because, I, as I said, this book is invaluable, and I highly recommend his services and his coaching services. You can't go wrong with Dr. Don Martin, I'll tell you. <laughs> and that's gradschoolroadmap.com. Again, get his phone number, his email address from the website, and contact him, um, and so that way you can work to get to grad school. Well, Don, I really thank you for coming on. Well, thanks and for having stay me. Stay healthy, and we'll keep in touch. We and will definitely keep in touch, and one of these days we'll do a presentation together. I'm sure of it. I'm looking forward to that. And so also, I. I just want to thank you once again for your contribution, the gift of education, because just as you say, the gift that you give yourself 
is truly really a gift, and that's education. Exactly right. Thanks so much, Thank my you, best Don, to you and to your BradSchoolRoadmap.com. And Thank now you. I want to talk to you. A few years ago, I had a, the great privilege of being a speaker at the International uh, Humor Conference in Saratoga, New York. It was such a fabulous experience, meeting of the minds of all these wonderfully wonderful attendees who wanted to have more fun in life. But moreover, getting to know the founder, the organizer, the director of the Humor Project, Dr. Joel Goodman, was a profound and lasting gift to me. Joel is an author and also an internationally renowned speaker who has lectured on all seven continents, the only person I know of who has done that. And I'm thrilled that he's the contributor to the book, Be the Star You Are for Teens. Of course, what did he write? The Gift of Humor. What better person than the jester himself? Welcome, Joel, to Be the Star You Are. Hello, Cynthia. Oh, I'm so glad to have you on. I get to have both you and Don on the same show. Humor is the first language of the world. It's a healing language. It's universal. It's necessary. Your story, The Gift of Humor, in Be the Star You Are for Teens, recalls this joint humor symposium that you went to and then that you helped sponsor with what was then considered the very fearful Soviet uh, Russians. Tell us a little bit about how humor saved the day. Well, humor really was a godsend, and it all came about from Dr. Jim Boren, who started a program called Laughter Has No Accent, which is really true when you think about it. And it's really true, isn't it? And back in the Cold War days, when things were not so friendly, uh, Jim tried to use humor as a way of building bridges between our country and the Soviet Union. And the way we did it is we had five American humor educators go over to the Soviet Union, and then likewise, uh, they came on over to our soil. And we're here in Saratoga Springs, New York, hosting the five Soviets. And we had a whole series of wonderful events. We took them to one of the local hospitals where we had helped to set up a humor room for the patients there. And we had a public event. And we also set up a surprise for them, which was a hot air balloon festival just for them and us. And this is in the fall here in the Northeast, uh, when the foliage is at its peak, and it was just God's country, beautiful, beautiful country. And what we did is we had five balloonists donate their time, and each balloon was a Soviet, an American, and the balloonist himself. I was in the balloon with Andrei Benyuk, who was the assistant editor of Crocodile, which was the Russian humor magazine at the time. And we're up over this beautiful God's country, 2,000 feet above the mountains and Lake George, and all of a sudden, Andre started shaking and trembling. And at that point, he admitted that he actually had a great fear of heights. This is not the best time or place to, to make tell, this discovery. tell you that you have a fear of heights. <laughs> so, oh, no, Andre, I'm sorry. And anyway, uh, he literally was holding on to me for dear life. And as we were talking, we started joking and kidding around to help relieve some of that awful anxiety. And then we also discovered along the way that his daughter's name is Alicia and my daughter's name is Alyssa. And as Andre and I were holding on to each other for dear life above this beautiful countryside, we realized that we're literally and figuratively in it together. We're either going to go up together or we're going to crash together. And yeah, it became the metaphor for how humor can lift our spirits. Yes, it, I love this. I loved this story because... It was like at that, that time period, that was a very frightening time period, and the humor really, you know, it, it like eased over any wounds or anything that could be negative. So Absolutely. this is what you do. You are a, a humor trainer, and you've traveled all over the world. You were not so long ago in Antarctica, the seventh continent on which you've spoken. That had to be amazing. It was amazing. Uh, it's, uh, again, God's country down there. Uh, you know, I, I went for the penguins, and I stayed for the icebergs. Yeah. Um, it, it, these... <laughs> well, and you say that the next, your next venture is the moon. I'm well, I sort of run out of real estate on, on the, the earth here, and I figure, you know, let's go interplanetary instead of just international. But, yeah, uh, exactly. I think that's a great idea. Well, you're an author as well, and you also organize the most incredible international humor and creativity conferences you have um, you have more coming up. Tell us a little bit about what we can expect and how people can get a copy of your humor source book and get more information about going to your conferences. Sure. Well, we're very excited because on June 11, 12, and 13 next year, 
we're going to be sponsoring our 53rd International Conference on That's the Positive Power amazing. of Humor and Creativity. That's Congratulations. And, yeah, we're very excited. We've had people from all 50 states and six continents attend that conference in the past. And, and I'm uh, so fortunate I was one of them. <laughs> yeah, and you were, you were there. You, you'd made a wonderful contribution. Thank you. And, I loved being a speaker there. The people are amazing who come. Well, you know, a conference like this attracts fascinating, fun people from, again, all walks of life and all over the planet. Well, and many of them, Joel, had been over and over and over again. And what I heard when I was there is every single time it's different and unexpected and you meet new friends, and that's why they keep coming back. Well, we, we love that. And uh, we also have new friends there. Uh, you know, next year, in, in fact, we have Jeff Zaslow, who is the co-author of the number one international best-selling the last lecture book about Randy Pausch and his whole story. And uh, Jeff is going to be our lead-off speaker next year. And, and it's a wonderful weekend that's filled with laughter and, and lots of learning at the same time. And that's one of our fun challenges is to have laughter and learning go hand-in-hand. Hand. Well, I want to give out your website for the Humor Project, which is humorproject.com. But you also have a mail-order bookstore, and you have a speaker's bureau, too. So... If people are looking for you to come and speak or Margie to come speak or, or other people, they can contact you and they can book, you, book the speakers through you. Absolutely. We've uh, had the delightful pleasure of speaking to more than 3 million people now uh, on all 50 states and seven continents, as you mentioned. And, you know, just give us a call at 518-587-8770, and we'd be glad to see if we could help you out. Five one eight five eight seven eight seven seven zero. Yeah, I want to be on your speakers and travel to some of these continents. It's really <laughs> exciting, especially the moon. I'm really looking forward to that one. <laughs> well, we'll have a real blast there. Of course, so, yeah, you know, and, you know I, I off, always like it when we, you you uh, sign off and it smiles across the miles. <laughs> now, uh, do you have a, any? Uh, are you writing any new book or anything at the moment? Well, yes, actually, Margie and I, uh, my wife Margie Ingram, who's my co-conspirator here at the Humor Project, we're working on several book projects, uh, taking a look at humor and aging and humor and stress management and uh, humor in life and how we can look at life in reverse to get perspective on how to go forward. Oh, that's a really good idea, because don't we always say, you know, if we could look at, uh, if we could only have our youth and our old age and vice versa, that what a great thing. But I think the, the key is, is if we can have the laughter and the wisdom. I love your quote, seven days without laughter make one week. I hope that you're carrying the book Be the Star You Are for Teens in your bookstore. Well, we love the book. It's, as you know, uh, hot off the press. It's hot and... off the press, and you are part of it. Well, this is Dr. Joel Goodman, as you know and you've heard. He is the founder, creator with his wife Margie of The Humor Project. HumorProject.com. You can call them, 518-587-8770. Go to one of their conferences. I highly, highly recommend it. And if he's speaking anywhere in the world, or they're speaking anywhere in the world, you want to be there. So, Joel, thank you so much for being just part of this new book that benefits the charity of Be the Star You Are. You are uh, an amazing contributor, and we are extremely grateful and honored to have you as part of it. Well, thank you, Cynthia. And, you know, you do such incredible work of heart uh, that touches so many people. So I was very, very pleased to be part of it. Thank you. Well, you know, as, it's wonderful when we get to meet people and we develop a friendship and a relationship over the years, which is what has happened with us, and we become, you know, attached on making a difference in the world. So, again, I want people to go to your website, humorproject.com. Joel Goodman, and make sure that you uh, get registered for an international humor and creativity conference. Well, Joel, thank you so much for being on Star Style. Be the star you are. And we will also keep in touch and keep me informed of all the great things you're doing. Absolutely. All right. Well, you've been listening to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style. Be the star you are. I want to thank all of you for being great listeners. Go to bethestarur.com to pick up a copy of Be the Star You Are for Teens. Or you could probably get it at the Humor Resources Mail Order Bookstore at thehumorproject.com as well. And information on the charity, be the star you are.org. Don't forget that we're now in a partnership with the Disney 
Corporation, so volunteers are going to be able to get a free day at Disneyland or Disney World. So make sure you check out BeTheStarYouAre.org. Until we celebrate next week, go out into the world, make a difference, read a book, and be the star you are. And I am ready to travel and speak. Call at 925-377-7827. Smile, have fun, be wild and crazy. Get education, learn to laugh. It's the healing tonic of life. Thanks for joining me. We'll talk next week. Thanks again for listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. For more information about Be the Star You Are Nonprofit Corporation, please visit be the star you are.org. That's be the star you are.org. Join Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember, to be a leader, you must be a reader. Enjoy a stellar week. You're a seeker, a dreamer, with courage to give. Every special part of you